Yeah. Oh fuck! I really, I really did put a couple chunks into my finger off of that. Oh shit! Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll so talk about that in the cold minute. open. Scotty's injured themselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's service of the podcast. Uh, fuck. Do you do that for every podcast? Is that like part of the record for you? Yeah. <laughs> you have yeah. to give a little blood to each podcast. Uh, well, we appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Blood for the blood yeah. gods and all that. Um, <laughs> it's like, they got to hear the nuts line. Oh. <laughs> um, just, I mean, for the, you know, we'll explain for the folks at home. We were watching this minute and there was a moment of the minute where uh, we were watching the minute together. And there was a moment of the minute where uh, something made me and Scotty laugh uh, every single time. <laughs> and it made me laugh, I, too. But I was part of the problem. Oh, sure. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and we kept I, I kept asking uh, Diet Coke, like, hey, <laughs> are you ready? And Diet Coke kept being like. I can't hear the line after this thing because everybody's laughing. And so, of course, on the next go, we were all being very careful not to laugh. It's a very funny thing that happens. And so Scotty uh, has has disfigured himself. I was trying to bite my finger to stop from laughing so hard, and apparently I just really got into it. Holy shit. Um, need to get you a wooden spoon. <laughs> <laughs> the things we do for podcasting. Hey, everyone and everyone's moms. Welcome to the Big Match Minute. I'm Diet Coke. I'm Lilith, and you know, I don't think we've done enough welcoming moms to the podcast. Yeah, this is, I don't know if you'll hear, but this is a mom-friendly zone. Uh, and Because cause on every podcast that I, that I you know, because when I'm making like the marketing materials and stuff like that, and it says like target demographics, the first thing I put down is MILFs. Every time. <laughs> right away. <laughs> right away. And that's not because the show is aimed at them, but that's because that's who I want to be listening to. <laughs> yeah, you because... market to the audience you want to have, not to the audience you have. Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> this podcast is kid-friendly MILF approved. <laughs> <laughs> and we are once again, uh, for the second episode in a row, being joined by future world record holder scotty that's right choosy milfs choose scotty (laughs) (laughs) i'm still here baby they can't get rid of me we 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 didn't want to you were a delight uh on the previous episode and of course you know your your expertise uh in all things wrestling including your (laughs) temporary residence of the wwe thunderdome (laughs) were very valuable um and what's bad is, uh, as we stated in the cold open, we'd watch this together, and as I was doing it, I was like, I know this is a goofy show where we make jokes, but also, I've got a lot to say about this minute. It's, it is, for the, for the is record, it... this is not a goofy show where we make jokes, because I, I did put an end to all silly business in the last episode, right, right, as, right. Oh, that's right. 
This is this is now an academic document. Exactly. This uh, is our TED talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will be I will be uh putting up the transcripts of this podcast on JSTOR. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, so And you know what's great about this show, Lily? What's that? Is that anything you or I write, it's a transcript. <laughs> Dumb. You're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> You're dumb. <laughs> Diet Coke. I almost like. <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh. So, to the last minute. Yeah, we were we're we're kind of bouncing back and forth between John Cena's silly rap dumb shittery, <laughs> um, yeah. and and Bray Wyatt doing some peak Bray Wyatt like that dark gravelly like um, just that 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 super captivating mode that he can just seemingly lock into in an instant at any time as like the previous what is it five years of his career uh yeah will show but like you. the like the beauty of it though is that it's it's him like he's not mm-hmm. playing swamp bray which by the way um extreme rules has come and gone i forgot how thick of an accent swamp bray had oh my or God. i don't know if he just upped it during that rivalry <laughs> but he came on and was just like hey there man <laughs> I'm here to talk to you, Brawl Strowman. I'm like, that is not what you sounded like, yeah. Man, Bray. Yeah, yeah. Oh he my god. He watched a bunch of uh, X Men the animated series to get in character because he forgot how to. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm trying to remember because it's it's been so. The last episode we recorded, uh, what forty minutes ago? Uh, the episode before that, it had been months since we recorded anything or yeah maybe a month or possibly more i think extreme rules happened in that time oh no we haven't really had a chance to talk about the swamp match on this now dc were you i forget you were with us for the swamp match no unfortunately or was i did I did I see the swamp match and, and just completely forget that I did? I don't I don't think I did. It had it had a very memorable section where Braun Strowman was uh chained down to a chair with chains that he could have absolutely escaped from at any time yeah, by slightly shifting his arm. I don't think I watched the swamp match. Oh, that's too bad. Well It was like a it was like a bad boneyard match, is the best yeah. way. Because like both of those had I described the boneyard match as an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger that you got some wrestling on. And mm-hmm. that's kind of the vibe this one had, which is like a made for TV kind of just show. I do that love you the Boneyard some match. wrestling in. Yeah. Yeah. We love the Boneyard match. Did decide not we we this 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 podcast was actually originally like you know, I say that we we made it to talk about this this match, but like we came up with the idea for it during the the Boneyard match and then ultimately decided not to do it. Uh just because it is it's mostly action and that gets a little boring to talk about minute by minute. Um but uh God, I loved the Boneyard match. Mm -hmm. Didn't love the swamp match. Anyway. Yeah, it was it was uh, I I believe I described it as 
most cinematic matches are either objectively really bad or very good. Mm-hmm. This is the first that was the first ever cinematic match that was perfectly average. Yeah. Like that that happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into this minute. <laughs> You're a horrible person, says Bray Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy accusations right off the bat. Right off the bat. I mean, this came from, you're not a hero, John, you're a bully. You're a horrible person. And I, I, you know, I go back and forth on John Cena. I don't know about horrible person. <laughs> Well, I think he's, as much as this is blurring the lines, he is speaking to the character of John Cena, maybe? Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, and this is something, because we also, we didn't just do the Firefly Funhouse match, we also did the video package before the Firefly Funhouse match. Oh, God. And and this is something that we talked about uh, quite a while ago, but, like, it included... That Br- Bray Wyatt was talking about how John Cena only ever does things for himself and he's so selfish while the video package was showing John Cena like hanging out with cancer children for make a wish. <laughs> <laughs> so like that's definitely included in, you know, the quote unquote k- kayfabe John Cena. Is- yes. Yeah. <laughs> This man. But there's the argument to be made that he's not doing it for the kids. He's doing it for his image. That's true. Yeah. Or it could be flipping the script entirely, talking about actual John Cena, and then playing into, like, when John went over the Nexus at SummerSlam, when John mm-hmm. went over Bray, which comes up later. Like, that might oh, be yeah. what it is, is he's just, like, playing into this idea of John Cena, the burial machine, mm-hmm. and that's what this is. I mean, and hey... The next line, I mean, it, it is it is classic John Cena. It's what John Cena did to Bray, did to Nexus, did to, God, any number of, uh, of really promising talents that kind of then went nowhere. You take the weaknesses of others and turn them into jokes. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, John Cena kind of became, uh, you know, and, and this match definitely... Um, puts a lot more legwork into mapping John Cena to Hulk Hogan. But, you know, that is like he was doing classic rock there for several years where just anybody's trying to get themselves over. John Cena grabs the mic, drops a couple one-liners about whatever unexamined aspect of their act that, you know, is normal WWE silliness, but then John Cena just kind of pokes him with a needle and deflates them a little bit, uh, the same way The Rock did. Um, and yeah, nothing ever, nothing ever felt like a threat to John Cena. He mm-hmm. would always come out and like make jokes. Like even when he fought Lesnar and yeah. got the crap beat out of him, like that was one. And then when The Rock beat him at WrestleMania, I think a year later he came out and was like, "You didn't beat me, I beat me." Like, sh- shut up, John. Mm-hmm. Other people can be better at you than you at times. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, I think, and this is one that we've we've covered quite a bit, but, like, you know, he turned Rusev into a fucking joke um, when yeah. Rusev was, like, a world eater coming into Mania 31. Like, 
And it's it's that same thing. He just, you know, he got on mic, told a few quips that uh, got the eight-year-olds to really uh, see, you know, Rusev was like a total world eater. John Cena turned him into like, you know, a uh, 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 kind of silly foreign heel, just kind of one-dimensional character. But on the Latin. bright side, the one good story we do have out of WrestleMania 31 is apparently Lana and Rusev did fuck on that tank. That has been confirmed <laughs> Holy by Lana. Holy shit. <laughs> that rules. <laughs> when we talked about it on uh, Fight Boys, my wrestling show, we went like, do you think the day Rusev got fired, he just ran into Vince's office and was like, fine, you can fire me, but I fucked on your tank. And <laughs> <ran> out. <laughs> uh, you do anything for fame. <laughs> Congratulations. You're the oh, man I, now, John. I thought, I thought you were talking about Rusev for a minute. So no, did no. I. <laughs> no, I just started launching into the minute again. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> You'd fuck on a tank, John. You're the man. Hey, that's Edge's job, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If somebody's going to have sex on camera during a wrestling show, that's Edge's job. <laughs> oh, my God. not be funny to me. Sorry that I talk about it so much. Listeners. <laughs> How many times have we talked about that segment on this show that has nothing to do with Edge? Yeah, I think it comes up at least every other episode, and I think yeah. more than that. <laughs> uh, now, I do want to, because we were kind of laughing through the line, but congratulations, you're the man now, John. Really, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. sent me. Um, which I (laughs) like to to me it's very reminiscent of and I'm gonna bring this one up a lot the Mm -hmm. CM Punk promo where he's like you're the man John you are no longer the underdog in this fight you are what you hate you Mm -hmm. are the New York Yankees like that was that's what that whole line read to me Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm a classic good punk promo. Uh, don't get mm-hmm. me started uh, uh, about good punk promos because uh, we'll be here all night. Yeah. Um, poor lonely John Cena. This is your last chance, man. The floor is yours. And Bray, he bows to the corner of the ring. And he he <laughs> tells John, "I can see the face in my head. I can't get rid of it. We're not there yet." <laughs> Is it now and now we're 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 getting to the uh the source of the injury mentioned in the pre-show. <laughs> uh we get some dark piano chords as John Cena's face just turns I don't know, how do y'all want to describe it? It's um okay, if people have not seen this match and yet for some reason did see the build up to John Cena versus Kane a couple of years ago, the uh give in to the hate storyline, mm-hmm. it's the face John Cena makes where he quote unquote gives in to the hate and uh-huh. he looks down the barrel of the camera and just his it's like his face melts. Yeah. Really. <laughs> like and he just mm-hmm. goes into the most painted on frown ever. Yeah, it, I'll tell you what it reminded me of. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you remember to flash back to a an, an earlier, very different time on the internet? Mm-hmm. Do you do you remember? And we're gonna get into some dark territory here, but do you remember okay. before uh, Pepe the Frog was 
adopted by neo-nazis and the like right when it was just there was that a minute when it was just like a normal oh, image that, that would turn up in memes i love yeah 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 there was a the meme that i always remember of that era is where you see a uh pepe looking sad and it says when you miss someone and then you see pepe looking angry and it says when you remember what they did uh-huh. that, that, like that is what john cena does here is he goes from cartoonish over the top sad to cartoonish over the top angry in the space of one second and there's like a music sting with it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah there's, <laughs> there's yeah just dark piano he makes he makes this face and now usually when someone gives into the hate or yeah. re- when you remember what someone did <laughs> you do something i don't know anything else other than what john cena does after he makes this face but again it's very in keeping <laughs> with the 2002 john cena character yeah you in the doctor's house trying to get up <laughs> in my face then that was the line that i couldn't hear because we were all laughing too hard at the at the face <laughs> All you really get is these nuts up in your face. John, you rhymed face with face. <laughs> it's oh, just lazy. Hearing John's words come out of your mouth is my favorite thing of all time. <laughs> I always try but to no. give them like a very like not John Cena delivery. I'm glad it's appreciated. <laughs> but yeah, no, the best like the best part of it is not the line, it's right after when John Cena pulls out some <laughs> a pack of nuts. And then you expect him to, like, hit Bray in the chest or the face. No, they just kind of, like, impotently fly at his feet. And Bray just looks <laughs> down like, what the fuck is that supposed to be? It is also uh, worth noting that they're, you very, very clearly see the brand of nut that they yes. are. I, <laughs> I wrote down their emerald cashews. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> John Cena got a sponsor deal for this one weird-ass match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're gonna you're gonna use uh you're gonna use a bag of our our delicious cashews in our in, in one of your wrestling <laughs> matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how are you gonna? Use- Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'm John Cena. <laughs> John Cena. It's gonna be great. You're gonna sell a lot of nuts. <laughs> um. Well, also that could be commentary on John being a product placement kind of uh guy. So that might be what that is. But no, I uh, I love this a lot because, like you said, when giving into the hate. You probably shouldn't just pull out some cashews and throw them in a man's feet. But what I like about this is this is this is one of the great moments of commentary this match has. Because basically what Bray just did is something that John's dealt with his entire career. Mm-hmm. Of having people basically say like, we're sick of the same shit over and over again. Give us something new. I.e. Mm-hmm. like the punk storyline where it's like we need you to evolve. Or Brock where Brock beats him into nothingness. The man leaves and then he comes back and he's exactly the same. Nothing mm-hmm. changes about him. He keeps doing the same things over and over and over again. And so like that's when Bray looks at him and says, have I not convinced you yet? Not only is what you're doing bad for us, it's bad for you too. You are alone. You are sad, sad man. Please, you, we need something new out of you. We need basically genuine John Cena. And instead of getting that, we get my nuts in your face. <laughs> <laughs> the, like the worst rhyme, the most immature fucking stupid joke it is this is this is this is something that would have been left on the 
on the cutting room floor of the DX writers room. No, it wouldn't because they would just they wouldn't even say a line. They would just crotch chop in, in like <laughs> like I was just thinking this is kind of the same moment as when Triple H crotch chops at Undertaker in a latent career match as a way of saying, "Hey, end it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I, and I I I think you're I think you're being uh I think you're being generous to DX there. Is I guess what I'm saying. <laughs> I can't even talk shit because I wouldn't have gotten into wrestling in my adult years if it wasn't for DX. <laughs> I mean, listen, there's, there's, we all have our private shame. We all, we all, we all have our private shames. The, the fact of the matter is that I actually, um, this is, this is a, this is a story that I've, I've told, uh, on, I think on the podcast before, but I think you will, uh, uniquely appreciate the first wrestling show that I got after which I, that I saw, that after which I dove in headfirst, got super into wrestling, was the Raw after Survivor Series 2015, which was the one after, uh, after, so Roman won the title. Yeah, Roman, uh, hold on, I'm trying to see how nerdy I am, because if I Mm -hmm. can remember that, because Seth was out. Yes. Roman beat Dean, didn't yes. he? Yes. And oh shit, I'm trying to remember the other matches on that card. Well, well, so what the the I think the important thing is what happened directly after Roman beat Dean. Because that's when Sheamus cashed in the money in the bank oh, contract. No. And then the raw <laughs> after that was when the League of Nations was formed. And I saw that and thought this is good. I am going to dedicate a significant portion of my life to watching this form of art. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the worst. It was, it was, that's, cause it, my, mine was, it was like 2009 and it was when Sean had been away for a while after losing mm-hmm. to Taker at Mania and Triple H was like, I need a tag team partner to fight so-and-so. So he goes and he finds Sean in a fucking cafeteria working as like a <laughs> as like one of the uh the cafeteria maids. And it that's what got me back in is I was like, these are people from my childhood. Uh-huh. And he just kicked a child in the face. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wrestling's bad. It's good, yeah. but it's it's so bad. <laughs> Here, wrestling is like Pacific Rim, and it's it's fucking ridiculous. And if you lean into it, it's great. But if you make Pacific Rim Uprising, where it's all got to be serious and mm-hmm. John Boyega has no character development, then no, it's fucking bad. It's really bad. Anyways, Raw Underground was great. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, the little I've seen of Raw Underground is um don't just don't I refuse to watch Raw Underground until uh Shane McMahon makes Faye Jackson one of the dancers. Um and if you got that joke, <laughs> then you spend a lot of time in the same weird corner of indie wrestling Twitter that I do. Uh Oh no, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great, great, great. Uh so let's 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 polish off this minute. Um after after John ineffectually tosses the cashews <laughs> at Bray's feet, and then they immediately fall out of the ring. Um, he That's then right. <laughs> he then goes for a clothesline to the corner, which shot in the weirdest way possible, where like he's clotheslining the camera. Uh, oh yeah, 
his nipple is the last thing we see before it cuts. I noticed that, that it's sort of centered on his nipple. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. And, and, and then oh, we do get as the... if we are being consumed by his nipple. <laughs> the eater of worlds is now John Cena's nipples. Oh, God. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then we get the ominous visage of Bray Wyatt in his fun Mr. Rogers sweater wrapping a steel chain around his fist. Well, I don't know if you noticed this. It's Cena's necklace chain, because Cena no oh, longer shit. has it. You're right. He just took Cena's necklace chain right off him when he did his teleportation magic. <laughs> He's like Nightcrawler. Yes, yes. It's like Nightcrawler, but um, in some ways cooler, and in some ways he is a white person who has dreadlocks, and that's not He's, great. He's also not cooler than Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler is cool as hell. I okay, but night Nightcrawler can't summon the fiend, and that that is a definite uh uh mark in the L column for Nightcrawler. Every time Nightcrawler teleports, he is traveling through another dimension with creatures like the fiend. Interesting. That was did you not did you see that X Men Evolution episode? I did not see that. It was great. So Nightcrawler finds out that basically every time he teleports, that happens, and he just didn't know it because he's always going so fast. Mm-hmm. But something happens that makes it go slow. So like mm-hmm. he tries to teleport and it ends up just spending like an hour in a hell dimension. And then he doesn't understand why, <laughs> and then he learns that he does that every single time he teleports. Okay, I I take it back. <laughs> Bray Wyatt is like Nightcrawler, but less cool. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I've I've just been sitting here for a long ass time during that whole diatribe, going like, "How have I not realized yet that it's problematic for this white man to be wearing dreads?" <laughs> yeah, we've talked about that on the show. <laughs> we've talked about that on the show quite a bit. Um, and I'm not usually the person to be like, "Well, it's okay because," but in my head, I'm like, "Maybe the fiend made him do it, and the fiend <laughs> is a real big racist." But Bray's fine. <laughs> Fiend is just a horrible. Well, uh, Bray did get the dreads while he was still a uh, swamp cult leader. Bray, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I, I will say that was well because then it's just putting the impetus on Rob Zombie for cultural appropriation. Yeah, but I think he yeah. probably stole it from Zombie. He did. I mean, he yeah, he stole it from Rob Zombie. But like, you know, I'll get on Rob Zombie's ass for that too. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, Rob Zombie and I, listen, Rob Zombie knows where we stand. One time he blocked me on Twitter. Uh, (laughs) Okay, I do want to ask this, and it's not me trying to make excuses, Uh but what hairstyle could he have other than the dreads? Because I don't know anything else that would work. I guess it's because I've seen him so much with it that it works in my head. I think he'd be fine just shave his head. Yeah, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, 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 I... I want him to shave his head. I also just like I, he would look like an egg. He, he what's would, wrong with that? He would. Hey, I love eggs. <laughs> I he would. He would. He and he would. He would like. He would kind of look like Braun Strowman looks right now, and that's not good. Um, but I think I think if he I think if he grew and he's kind of doing it where he, he like he grows if he grew out his roots a bunch and then just chopped off the dreads i could see like same haircut but just like regular hair hanging hanging into his face you know and doing all the fiend stuff that's all great um yeah really the dreads are bad dreads are just bad 
Um, I, 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 here's the bad thing. I don't think they're getting rid of them because yeah. the big the big point in the Alexa Bliss story. Oh my is god, the fact that's that right. She now has a singular pink dread in her hair, which preceded Nikki Cross to be like. I don't like it. It reminds me of the fiend. Yeah. And then, Ale- and then Alexa just threw a coffee mug at the ground and was like, "We're not friends anymore." That's that is how that's how the fiend unfortunately seduces people to the dark side. Is like <laughs> you wake up with a singular dread. You wake up with a singular dread. Oh that's, my god! I mean, listen, that's what the that's what the Jedi do. <laughs> that that is what the Jedi do. Holy shit! Now is this some long term storytelling? Like, is this is this the first breadcrumb of something that is truly like? Yeah, it turns out Star- the fiend founded the Jedi Order. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the yeah. fiend is actually Yoda. He grows up. The face gets greener. Good yeah. lord. It, it, that's the the life cycle. Is there a baby Yoda and then they're the fiend and then they're an old Yoda? <laughs> I cannot wait for that episode of The Mandalorian. Oh my god. Um okay, so uh both of you, I I I I if Bray Wyatt were to shave off all of, actually, you know, before before I go into this. Do you have anything else you'd like to say about the minute? I don't. No. Okay, I, great. I'm now interested in this new alternate podcast series we're doing, which is a, a fun what-if <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> no, no, no. This is, this is going somewhere. If Bray Wyatt were to shave off all those dreads, which would be great and preferable, um, <laughs> but he was doing it like, say, you know, I, I, I do a lot of home haircutting. Um, I actually no. did a lot of home haircutting even before the pandemic, but uh, I do a lot of home haircutting. And and one of the problems is you get a lot of hair in the drain. And I mean, with when you're talking about dreadlocks, oh, yeah. you're talking about even even more than that. Um, and if he wanted to avoid that, <laughs> oh damn it, <laughs> he would probably need I don't know, diet coke. What, what's what's like the object that I'm looking for? Uh, he'd probably just like go and do it in a different room, and then use like a broom yeah. afterwards. That, that's no, what he's do. It, Bray Wyatt's got carpeted floors everywhere. He has like <laughs> two kids right now, two very young kids. He does uh, not have hardwood um, anywhere in his home. Actually, I, I I understand where you're going. I have an alternate question though, which is, what if he cuts it too short and it just never grows back, and he really wants that full head of hair look. <laughs> He could get like hair, like a toupee or uh, something. Yeah, like no, 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 <laughs> no, like something that really <laughs> feels like your hair that you uh-huh. can run your hands through it. You like can run hair. your hands through it. Feels very re- like a hair transplant. <laughs> no, well, you're close. Dang, Coke, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I think he died. Coke is in a handicap match right now with two people desperately trying to get something out of them, but. Oh my god. It's working very well, unfortunately. Uh, but but Diet Coke, I think the thing that we're looking for is plugs. Oh plugs, of course. Yes. Diet Coke, do you have any plugs that you'd like to give us? I do a sh- I you know, whatever. I do all kinds of shows. I do a show. I, I used to do a show called the Official Dunson Checks In Podcast. Uh you can go check out that. It very, very recently uh ended. In fact, Depending on when you're listening to this, the final episode might not even be out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so go check that out. Uh, I also do a show called Go Go Godzilla. That's, we talk about Godzilla. Those are both on the Benview Network. 
Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at VeryCoolEmily. And uh, if uh, you want to see me stream on Twitch, just go to DietCoke.cool. Scotty, do you have uh, do you have any plugs for us? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo S C O T T Y E. This is a choice. M O man, and then you can go to a load of purebs.com. You're here because you like wrestling. Go listen to J W F Monday Night Ignition. It's the world's only audio exclusive wrestling organization because we all know the most important thing when it comes to wrestling is being able to hear it <laughs> so you can get all that at a load of man follow the buzzards all right and you go to twitter.com slash death carpets to find me ghostpuncher.net slash c-o-r-p-s to find my podcast it's a heavy metal tabletop role-playing podcast it's very good um now, in in wrestling matches, the 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 John Cena he's got the the attitude adjustment. Uh, Bray Wyatt he has the the mandible claw, um, or Sister Abigail. Uh, these are these are finishers, you know. It's a it's a nice way to tie the button on uh, on the end of a match uh, and send the folks home happy because they just saw a real cool move. Mm. Now I think. A lot of podcasts you want to you want to give that same reliability, um, and close close the the show on a uh, you know familiar note, um, something that that makes people feel like yes, I have just enjoyed a podcast. Diet Coke, do we? I forget. Do we have anything remotely like that? We do not. 